yeah, each moment um, makes it a little more real. permission. So um, this morning I'm going to actually talk a little bit more than will be typical for the morning session. We will meet every day in here at 8.30 for meditation instructions, um, which will, will and are very helpful. Listening to the morning instructions can help you need to put down what you think you should do or the confusion around meditation practice and just listen to what um, some of the pieces we might be telling you up here are um, so that you can uh, I'm going to I'm going to back up I'm going to back up just a tiny bit Um, we will be teaching every morning the four foundations of mindfulness the four foundations of mindfulness based on a lineage that um, IMS, which by the way is in their 43rd anniversary today. Today is their 43rd anniversary. Um, They've been here since 1976. And um, this was a Catholic novitiate. So it was for, you know, novice, I'm monastics, Um, And you can tell by some of the, you know, stained glass and some of the other um, effigies around here. Um, And Jack Kornfield, Sharon Salzberg, and um, Joseph Goldstein bought this place for (laughs) $150,000 back in 1976. And then some, um, some donors, some generous people helped to build it and grow it, and, and here we are now. So lots and lots and lots of booties has sat on these cushions in this room <laughs> for a long time doing the practice that you're doing. Um, so just an honoring, an honoring of that, this, this anniversary, which also happens to be Valentine's Day, um, whatever that means to you. Um, you know, it can often mean a Hallmark holiday, but when I think about it, when I think about it in regard to the practice, it can also mean a deep, unconditional self-love, right? When we talk about the unconditioned um, and where true peace and ease lie, it's not from external sources, but this way to connect to um, what you all are doing this week. So just an honoring both of Valentine's Day, the 43rd anniversary of um, IMS, which is actually quite beautiful. Um, it, it, it reminds me of what I was talking about yesterday about, and Vinny talked about standing on the shoulders of, you know, when we think of all the people that have practiced here, not only in this room, but on this land. Um, so really an acknowledgement of that is quite nice. And then also the tradition um, or the lineage that we as practitioners are sitting in when we sit in this room or when we come to a place like IMS, in the Insight Meditation Society. I'm sure you know it's called that. Um, the roots of it are from the Theravada tradition, which is a Southeast Asian, South Asian, um, Northern Indian, obviously, from the Buddha's time tradition. Um, Theravada is known as 
the oldest um, lineage um, in a form that didn't have a lot of different diasporic contributions to it. So, so Indian Buddhism moved to a lot of different places. Um, it moved up north into Nepal and Tibet, and then kept going through Japan and and Sri Lanka, you know, then down to Sri Lanka and um, Thailand, uh, Burma, and so the tradition that we're practicing in here. Um, mostly based on the teachings of Ajahn Chah, Mahasi Sayadaw, uh, Upandita, because of Joseph and Sharon and Jack. Um, these insight traditions, also often called Vipassana, um, which Goenka made a bit of a popular term, um, is what we practice here for the most part in, at IMS. Uh, many of us, as Westerners, um, you know, we bring in so many other flavors. Um, obviously, we bring in um, different aspects of psychology, different aspects of the diaspora of the West. Um, it is not originally a Western tradition, so there is assimilation that happens when we're here. Um, so I'm just wanting to name that. Um, we do bow and chant some of us, and um, there are statues. And so there's just an interesting relationship that we're having to both the historical Buddha, the traditions that we followed, who we are now, and what IMS is doing now. And if anyone wants to talk about that further, I'm happy to. Um, but I just want to let you know what you're doing and why you're here. You know, I know many of you have come from... Um, Maybe having done an app. Is that anyone done an app like 10% Happier or Headspace or one of those? Sometimes we come through that, you know, through that lineage, <laughs> which is great too. And then we start looking for ways to um, look deeper into our practice. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're a bit of an, an American, you know, a U.S. mishmash here, um, but the lineage, you know, I would say is a Theravada insight. And so as we give instructions every morning, that was a long, that was the long backup, but I just felt like I wanted to lay, lay down some uh, ground. As we give instructions in the morning, um, we will be settling ourselves in the four foundations of mindfulness practice, practices. Um, And I, t this morning, I'm only going to talk about the first foundation of mindfulness because it's really all we need to worry about right now or think about, which really has to do with settling into the breath, settling into the body, easing into this, this form, you know, that's right here. And I would actually invite you to feel this form. Because it's easy to arrive on retreat and just be like, okay, now I'm a meditator and I'm going to forget that I have a mind and I'm going to, you know, reach all of these states of awakening. But what's really valuable and important to know is that we have this body. You know, we come in this body and you will feel this body over the course of the week. You will know this body. You will love this body. You will not like this body so much. You know, there'll be a lot of relationships to this body. 
to the sounds it hears, to the tastes it has, to the sights it sees, to the sounds and smells. So first allowing yourself to deeply land in this, in this body, this form. And because, you know, because this body is not really that used to being landed in, where a lot of times we're walking heads, right? We walk around doing a lot of thinking, a lot of doing, a lot of going, a lot of getting to. Today you have the opportunity and the chance to really land into and experience this body. So that's the invitation. And the first foundation of mindfulness is really about allowing ourselves to settle, to calm, to arrive, to land. Although we know the mind will be active, the invitation is to, for now, redirect that mind. Redirect that mind back to a place Maybe we can even call it a refuge. Some call it an anchor, a focal point. Redirect our attention. Redirect our habit mind that tends to run wild. We're learning. This is a truly a place of learning to redirect our mind to that which helps us stay present. Right, And so I, I actually, those of you who have your eyes closed already, um, it's fine. But, but I, I would like to first get a little bit of information in or ideas in. Um, because, because we can often think we know what meditation is <laughs> um, based on, maybe on something we've heard, um, which is great. But what I really, really want you to do more than even an idea of what meditation might be is what it feels like. You know, what does it, what is the experience of truly being in the embodied presence right now? And only right now. No other, no other moment matters. No other, no other instruction, teaching, But what is the embodied experience right now? What what are you sensing into? Are you feeling your feet? Are you feeling your hands? Is the breath most alive? Maybe there's a heaviness due to, to sleepiness, right? So maybe there's just an overall mood or experience. But just seeing if you can really check into what's, what is happening right now in this body, in this experience. And it, you don't, we don't need to make it anything. We don't need to change it. We don't need to fix it. We don't need to control it. But just truly landing ourselves in the knowing of what this body, this mind, this heart is knowing right now. 
And then maybe even taking a few, a few deep breaths. Watching if there's any tightening or contracting. And then seeing from this, from this place, from this space, what's standing out the strongest for me? And then seeing if we can create some sort of anchor or refuge in this body, not in the mind quite yet, but in this body, first foundation of mindfulness. Where is a place that I can land? Where can I go over and over again that will allow me to settle, that will allow me to let go, to let be, a place that's okay. And for some that is the breath, for some that is this idea of breathing in and breathing out, the very simple process of breathing in and breathing out. And you might feel that more strongly in your chest area with a rise and fall or at your belly with an expansion and contraction. Some feel it at their upper lip or their nostrils. And sometimes the breathing process is the whole process. We can feel it through the whole body. So maybe that's it for you. For some people, I know for me, oftentimes the hands or the feet are where are helpful for me to land when my mind gets busy, when I'm distracted, when I can't settle. It helps me to have my hands and feet to just return to something that isn't activated or strong, which is very solid, very present. Sometimes it's helpful for the bot to feel the bottom on your cushion or your chair. So allowing yourself to find that space, that place that's an easy landing point, an easy refuge, an easy anchor. And we just come back there over and over again. Not out of any sort of punishment or judgment of the mind, just out of a kindness towards the mind, allowing it to take a break right now. 
I can take a break and just land, be here in this body. Holding a space of ease and at the same time being awake, being alert. So it's very gentle holding of I am present, I am here, but no need to be rigid or hyper intense or focused on anything. What's it like to breathe? Breathing in and breathing out. What's it like to experience the hands, the feet, the seat, this body? And knowing that it's completely normal for the mind to wander. But utilizing the instruction of for today, for today, I will help my mind settle. And simply by returning to one, one point, the breath, breathing, the body, 
as we come to a close shortly of this morning set, just really checking in where you've been, where you've journeyed. What does this, this body feel like? Really allowing yourself to know that today, today's a, an interesting day. You know, this body is really just landing. Busyness, movement. We're getting here. You might feel very tired today, which is totally normal. Totally okay. Rest when you need to. Take a nap. Um, and very helpful to keep helpful to keep the practice as just simple. You don't need to worry about anything, no matter how long you've been sitting. There's probably people that have been sitting in this room for 35, 40 years, maybe as long as IMS. Has anyone been here since the beginning of IMS? No. <laughs> um, but just let your practice be simple. Just keep coming back to the body, back to breathing, finding your posture. And, 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 you know, it takes time. It takes time to unwind and give yourself that um, permission. <coughs> so there's a few things um, we want to do now. Um, one, I want to talk about walking practice and what that means. Um, because it's, if you look at the schedule, which I know you don't have in front of you, but the walking practice is very much a big part of your day. You know, we're sitting and walking and sitting and walking and sitting and walking. So what does that mean? Um, what it can mean is an occasional wander. You know, it can mean an occasional, um, I'm off looking at the beauty of this land. Um, but for the most part, it really is an intentional, just as our sitting practice, it's no less former, formal or no less intentional than our sitting practice. So walking practice, um, I always like to see a show of hands. I don't know why. Maybe it's from my old hip-hop days, but anybody in the house done walking practice before? Okay, so a lot of you. So a lot of you maybe already know what it is, how to do it. Um, but let's, let's, um, let's uphold our brothers and sisters and others in the room who haven't done walking practice before. 
Um, and I want to start it by first pointing to standing practice, um, because standing practice is a really useful, helpful practice when you're in the hall and you're feeling tired, when you're kind of checked out and feel disassociated or disconnected. Um, it's just a good practice to go to um, when needed in the hall, and it's totally okay to stand and do practice in the hall. So sitting, standing, walking, and lying down are the four postures in the, that first foundation of mindfulness I was talking about. So first we're going to together move into a standing practice, just so you can get a little bit of a feel for that. Um, and it might be something you like. I mean, I have a lot of back pain, a lot of spine pain. So for me, I'm oftentimes standing for half of a retreat. You know, like maybe every other sitting period, I'll actually be standing um, at my cushion, but, but I'll be standing. So just know that it's okay to do. So I want you to really pay attention to the transition, the transition from sitting. <laughs> I love how certain people like sat back down. Um, because this is important. This is important for a whole week of practice. We can oftentimes just move into doing something and not really pay attention to what we're even doing. It's like, okay, done with sitting, good. Okay, walking, okay, done with walking, good. Okay, eating, now I'm done with eating. Okay, good, now I'm, right, and we can just move, 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 and like almost check it off our list. But so let's really pay attention to what the transition, what does the body actually have to go through to stand? There's a, there's a huge process that happens starting with intention, right? I'm going to, the mind needs to first say, I'm going to stand. And then this thing called standing happens. What comes next? And so just let yourself, you know, let yourself check that out. What comes after I decide I'm going to stand? It's almost impossible actually to stand once we decide we're going to. <laughs> So maybe one muscle decides or takes over, you know. Obviously, there's a lot of nervous system neurology happening, messaging happening, but it's kind of a trip to think about how we go from sitting to standing. So let your practice inform that. Let your practice know that. You know, so that takes a lot of cooperation from a lot of different aspects of this body. Sometimes the socks don't cooperate. <laughs> so here we are standing, experiencing the feet, experiencing gravity, the weight of our bodies, our spines, our muscles. All of this cooperating and coordinating so that we are now in this posture called standing. Maybe feeling the difference of uh, your heart rate. Maybe even the mind or the mood has changed. Maybe your energy has changed. So a lot of this practice is how these different systems interplay and interact with each other. 
So here we are standing. And noticing that you can be mindful while standing. We can be awake, we can be aware while standing. And then as we transition from our standing practice, unless that's what you plan to do for your whole period, which like I said is okay, we'll notice if you just allow your weight to move into your right foot, just allow it slowly to move into your right foot. And as you keep going, as you keep leaning, you'll notice the left foot just naturally needs to so that you don't lose balance it starts to lift off the ground and then checking out what it's like to allow it to lift you can open your eyes here it's much easier you can allow it to lift and shift and then maybe replace even if it's just slightly in front of and then we've taken a step right now we're walking and then the next foot happens All the weight goes into the left foot and slowly the heel is lifting on the right foot. The toe is starting to leave the ground. And then we're also taking another step. And so just watching how this, we we don't have to take any more from there, but just watching how this body moves and allowing ourselves. We have the time. You have the time to pay attention What does this body do to walk? What does this mind do? What does this heart do when I'm walking? What do these eyes see? And so allowing your walking practice to be very much as important as your sitting practice. There are so many times that I've had that my walking practice during retreat has actually been more vital and um, insightful than my sitting practice. So allow this to be an important time. And then I'm going to ask you to then go back um, to sitting, which again, just like standing, first setting the intention, right? Setting the intention. And it's very easy. Just We could just fall. You could just fall back on your cushion. But what does it take to actually safely sit back down? So your walking practice, um, what we'll typically do is, is what we just did, really just this paying attention, paying attention, watching the foot lift, move, place, lift, move, place. That's what we're doing. We're not getting anywhere. There's no goal. There's no arrival space. And we'll typically walk a path, you know, maybe 15, 20, 25 steps, just back and forth on that path. Back and forth, paying attention to breathing. Eyes are open. You can hold your arms 
your hands however you'd like. Some people put them behind, in front, pockets, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter, whatever feels most natural to you. And really allowing the practice just to be there and checking out what it's like not to be getting anywhere, right? Because we usually are getting somewhere when we're walking. So that's that walking practice that we're doing. At 4.15 today, I have a few announcements and I'm going to try to kind of do them so they make sense in what we're just talking about. At 4.15 today, we're going to have an opportunity for people that have any kind of questions. Um, so if you have questions about the walking practice, if you have questions about the instructions, at 4.15 today, we'll meet in this room. There'll be a few teachers in here um, and you'll have the opportunity to ask maybe not in a large group. Right. Some people don't like or love asking questions in a large group. So I'll ask, give you the opportunity once you've done a little bit of practice today to come in here at 4:15 um, to do that with us. At 11 o'clock in here today, there will be a posture clinic. We'll call it. So if you're really working on, if you're new maybe to a cushion and you want to try it out and want a little extra instructions, then We'll be in here, again, a few of us will be in here to talk about that or how to sit on a chair. You know, the body does hurt. (laughs) The body aches when we practice, especially the first many days because we're not used to sitting still for so long typically. Um, So there are ways that we can work with the body to to help and alleviate that a bit. Um, so the posture clinic is one of those ways. Another way is through the movement practice that is offered every day by Sabra at 2.30. Um, and it's down in the, what's that called? The lower walking hall? Is that what that's called? Down in the lower walking hall um, from 2.30 to 3.30. It's for everybody, gentle movement, stretching, Um, There's no sort of like intense asana thing going on. It's really to help the body to um, really be able to, like I said, to sit and be more easeful in it. Um, Everything's down there that's needed except for blankets. So if you're worried about warmth at all, there are gray blankets in the back of the hall and you can bring one of those gray blankets down um, with you if you're worried about warmth. Um, I would like to introduce Karin, who was not here last night. Um, Karin is a retreat support person, just like Alex, who you met last night. Um, so this is what Karin looks like. <laughs> and uh, red phone if needed, but hopefully not. <laughs> red phone or cell phone. Okay, so we will also do... Eating meditation. Wait, did we decide to do that today? Yeah. So at the 11.30 sit, right at the end of it, right before lunchtime, um, we'll do some eating meditation practice. So if you'd like to come and um, learn more about that, that'd be... It's, it's, it's actually really quite a beautiful practice. And since we do eat three times a day here, again, if we're looking at transition and if we're looking at um, how we can bring our practice into everything we're doing, it's actually quite nice to learn 
um, certain elements of how to bring mindfulness and practice into our eating. We're also going to start our affinity sits today. Um, so what affinity sits are, it, IMS started doing these sits maybe about a year, year and a half ago, when there were certain um, groups that were feeling that they were maybe, not maybe, but were the minority in the room and feeling like it would feel really good to sit with other people that were also possibly in that minority. So two different groups were started. Um, one is a group for people of color and one is a group for the LGBTIQA queer community. Um, and we do those, the, the two o'clock sit is for the LGBTIQ in room M200, which is up the stairs at the end of the hall. It's a really big, beautiful room. And then the 445 sit is for the people of color in that room. Now, this is a silent sitting group. It's not a discussion group. It's nothing happens other than just the opportunity um, for people who can often feel marginalized, maybe in a, in a dominant space, um, to just have, just say, hey, hey, I'm here too. You know, I'm here practicing with you also. Um, and so those have been a really helpful and supportive, have been helpful and supportive groups. Um, today, one of us will be sitting in on each of those groups just to sort of set it up and, and lay down you know, the ground of how we, it's typically done. And then from there, it's, it's, um, it's led by U.S. practitioners. So we can talk about that more if you are coming to one of the groups. Um, hmm. Wow, I think I did everything. There was just a lot to talk about this morning. Like I said, it won't typically feel this like, it'll be much more <laughs> settled and easeful. Um, so the encouragement today really is to, like I said, use, use the easy practice, be easeful on yourself, take rest, breathe, <laughs> eat, walk, enjoy the outdoor. Um, feel and be in this body. And we'll see you quite a, quite a few times throughout the day. I'll, I'm going to just say the schedule again because I kind of jumped all around. Um, so at 11 will be the posture clinic. Um, the, which is, 11 is a walking period. Right, so it's a walking period. But in here, in this room, will be the posture clinic. At the 11.30 sitting, at the very end of that, will be the eating meditation. And then the 2 o'clock will, will be the LGBTIQ sit up in M200. The 4.15 will be anybody that wants to meet in here discuss practice, has questions for teachers. I'll be in here at 4.15. At the 4.45, will the PP, the people of color sit up in M200? 
Um, and then we'll meet in here again as a full group for the Dharma talk at 7.15. That's a lot. <laughs> but maybe you'll just remember the parts that are feel useful to you. Thank you for your practice today. Is there anything I've forgotten? Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, thank you, Sarah. Now. Uh, tomorrow we'll begin our group uh, discussions. So um, if you've been on retreat before, you know that you'll meet with teachers and a group of people to ask. Again, it's a small group opportunity for questions. So tomorrow we'll meet with half of you all. And then the next day we'll meet with the other half of you all in small groups. And so you'll meet with one of us teachers. Um, they'll probably be groups of five or six. And you'll just have the opportunity for about an hour to listen, share. Um, and then every other day we'll be doing that. Does that make sense? Ish. Okay, we're good. Uh, see you soon. Thank you.